Hello. Welcome to Whose Shame Is It Anyway? A podcast where we will discuss, dissect and explore what it means when society imposes an undeserved sense of shame on people or events. It is a safe space where we can share experiences, no matter how difficult, without any judgment. My name is Siobhan Lynch, the host of this podcast. Hello, thank you so much for joining me on the first episode of this podcast. Today I speak to Amy Patchell-Smith. Myself and Amy have been friends for over 15 years. We have a very open and frank conversation about miscarriage and the effect it has had on our lives. Amy very bravely shares the story of the devastating loss of her baby boy at 17 weeks. We talk up and down days, coping strategies and staying positive with the help of our dogs and car crash TV. If you have any questions or would like to get in touch after the podcast, you'll find us across all of social media. Whose shame is it anyway? Or drop us an email at anyway at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Amy, hello, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, good. A little bit nervous, (laughs) I won't lie. Don't don't be nervous because I'll I'm nervous enough for the both of us. (laughs) Um Amy, how has lockdown life been treating you? It's been okay. Like I think like anyone there's pros and cons. Um I'm enjoying working from home, so um yeah I'm at home with Zelda and Christy so it's it's great Christy has a co-worker now so he's delighted <laughs> Zelda is a dog by the way yes I love Frenchie <laughs> um yeah we are at home or well, I am at home with my dog also and I literally wouldn't be without her because yeah. I think I would be a nutcase best co-workers exactly best therapists as well <laughs> that's it Maggie started doing this thing now oh god all non-dog people are going to be like what are she talking about it's a podcast about dogs yeah <laughs> surprise <laughs> um, so she started doing this thing where she just puts her little paw on my thigh and like Aww. looks at me I love like, it you're Zelda an angel she sits with one paw up when we're looking at TV <laughs> yeah it's too much um, Amy you are here today to talk to me about your most recent miscarriage, yep. which was um, around the same time as mine in um, April. Uh, no, we found out we were pregnant at the same time, but I lost the baby in June. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sheenie, yeah. It's, r- it's so yeah. uh, not long ago. I know. If that's what the yeah. words are. No, I, I think sometimes I think it's so much longer ago. It's only when I actually sit down and think about it um, that, yeah, it's just insane. Three, like just three over months. three months. It's been three months, yeah. So we kind of got the news around the 9th of June. Um, and then he was delivered on Father's Day morning. So 21st of June, I think that was. Okay. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the story then? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, like you, I think you found out you were pregnant on Paddy's Day. Um, yes. We were the day before. Okay. Um, yeah, we were the day before. So um we kind of had a feeling and um, we just you know, we just went for it and my period was late and I knew I'm very regular that if it, like when it didn't arrive, I, I, I knew I was pregnant. Um, so we did the test the 16th of March and it was positive and like we were just over the moon. Uh, so excited and just such a joyous time. I, I remember in that moment just not feeling any fear at all. Just sometimes you can because like, oh, my life is going to change very, yeah. very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, it was just we were just so happy. And because we just went into lockdown as well, 
Um, we were kind of in this bubble of happiness and it was our own little secret as well. So um, and we were super excited. Um, and yeah, like from for the, from then on for me, it was quite a, it was a lovely pregnancy, I have to say. Like I didn't have any sickness. I was still training three days a week. Um, obviously not to the <laughs> intensity that I normally would, but I was still moving. Um, yeah, like I, there was no doubt in my mind that anything would have ever went wrong. Okay. Um, until it went wrong, which is kind of what happens, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, so we got to the twelve week scan. Everything was perfect. So I actually had had. I went for a scan at seven or eight weeks. I think I was. I did an early scan just to make sure everything was okay, and she told me it was textbook pregnancy. Everything was perfect. So it was perfect. She did mention that um, he was measuring a bit small. Okay. Which, like, I knew my dates. So that, like, in the back of my mind, I was a little bit, like, not concerned. She told me everything was okay, but I was like, oh, that's strange. She put me, like, 10 days behind. Right. Which, like, I I knew when he was conceived. So it, it wasn't a case of, like, it was, there was definitely a niggle in the back of my mind. Um, so we had our 12-week scan then. Again, everything's perfect. She did notice the size again. Um. So, but again, she was like, look, that just happens sometimes. It, everything looks perfect. So at that um, appointment, she told me about the harmony test. And um, she, she like, it's something that you don't, you don't have to do it if you don't want. But at that point, I kind of want to know the gender, really. Like, that's how naive I was. OK. And what is um, what is the harmony test? So it, the harmony is a test that checks for like abnormalities. OK. Chromosome yeah, abnormalities. And um, you can find out the gender as well. So okay. for me, I there was no doubt in my mind that anything was going wrong. I just wanted to know the gender. So I was like, definitely, let's let's do it. Yeah. Um, so that was my 12 week scan. So yeah, my 12 week scan. And then when you go for the next test, you they actually give you another scan and then you, they take bloods. So okay. that's how it's tested. So that was my third scan in. We, we did the test when I was 15 weeks. So three scans, everything. You're told everything's fine. I believed everything yeah. was fine. Having that third scan was again, I was like, look, it's perfect. Everything's going to be great. Um. so with the with the harmony test, she says that um, which I th- actually think is horrible. They should just call you no matter what with the results. But she told me I'd either get a letter in the post uh, if everything's OK. OK. Uh, or they'll give me a call. <laughs> they should just call you no matter what. Yeah. Um, so it took about two weeks for the the results to come through. Um, and yeah, like that's when my world completely like turned upside down. Um, it was a Tuesday. It was the 9th of June. Like I always remember that date, and I was actually in work. We were on a, a team call, not video, thankfully. But um, I my when my phone started ringing, I like I literally I knew something was wrong. I okay. just had a feeling it. There was a little bit of hope there that maybe they were calling to say there wasn't enough DNA that they have to go again. But what I I couldn't tell you what what she even told me on that call. All I could hear was they found, and it was like I had that noise, like an explosion goes off. Yeah, but you know that. And a high pitched sound, and Christy was telling me like, "Don't put her on speaker," because I I think I was just staring at him like in shock. Um, but yeah, from that day, I like I think I'm a completely different person now. To be honest, okay. I I think you have to be like it. It changes you for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the the phone call was to say that the the 
baby wasn't compatible with yeah. life, yeah. was it? Yeah. Okay. I I obviously have some experience of it because, yeah. you know, we were told that the, the heartbeat um, had stopped. But I think to have all that hope within yeah. three scans, you, yeah. you think, oh, listen, yeah. I'm grand. Yeah. The That kind of shock um, to your system must be just huge yeah it's like there's no words to describe it to be honest like like I said like the midwives were amazing but like getting that call like I literally I felt like I woke up on the Monday and the world was colorful mm. and after that call it was completely black and white like everything felt cold and dark and like I just felt like I was in a new world like from that day, I was like how can I wake up and everything's okay and go to bed and it's not yeah. like I just that took a while to kind of get my grips on and yeah I was like we were both just so devastated um kind of couldn't believe it I I rang them back straight away and I was like I can't even I actually don't even know what you just told me yeah um like how soon can I come in um and yeah like we said before like I don't I just don't feel I, I may never talk about the diagnosis I just don't feel it's relevant and I yeah. feel we're both very protective of our little sweet pea and um, I just don't think it's relevant really. I don't like for me, um, it's just it's not part of his story. Yeah, I've been know? speaking to women about it um, a lot. And um, one thing that keeps coming up is that they, they really dislike when people say, well, how far along were you? Yeah, because yeah. just if you know, if I was four weeks and somebody else was 15 yeah, weeks it's irrelevant yeah it's, it's irrelevant it doesn't yeah, yeah a loss it's is a, a loss exactly and it's something I always say to you know anyone that I know that has ever had a loss like the the second or the, yeah, the second you see that positive result when you do the test like you're a parent yeah you know you're so far down the line of like they're, what school they're going to go to and you know they're going to marry your friend's kids and like, that's that's wiped out in a, in a second yeah so I don't feel that like, you know, I have a lot of people like, oh, well, you know, it wasn't as far along as you. I'm like, but you still had a loss. It's so relevant and it's so yeah. valid. Um, it's it's awful. Like we, we all just had a future taken away. Yeah. And for me, like after that, like I had all my scans in a calendar and to go back and I like black them all out. Yeah. You know, it was I was erasing my future like with a yeah. marker. It was just Oof, bizarre. Yeah, it was it was really bizarre. Um. But so following on, like I went back into the hospital the next day and they they gave me a amnio, I think it's called, where they take the amniotic fluid and test it. And that's when they they find out 100 percent kind of what it is. And it was we, we, we knew it was what it was anyway, but they have to you know do that to 100 percent make sure. Yeah. Um, and then for me, which was quite rare, I started leaking the fluid. So I was basically in and out of hospital every day because, you know, for them, they were like, OK, we need to monitor you now, um, which was really hard, you know, spending nearly a week in the maternity hospital. Yeah. But they were amazing. Like they always um, like asked me to ring them outside so I didn't have to wait like in like in the in the waiting room with other pregnant oh, women. That's or incredible. Okay. They were amazing. Yeah. I would say, yeah. So um, after after you um were in and out of the hospital for the week. What was the process after that? So I had to wait uh, another week, really. Um, we were being brought in. So we found out the news the Tuesday was the Saturday, the following week. So it was nearly two weeks. I called my dark two weeks because 
Um, like I wouldn't leave the house. Um, you know, I think you mentioned it before when you're carrying, you're still carrying yeah. your baby. Um, you're so protective. And it, I feel for like for those moments as well, it's kind of like like the last moments you have together. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Don't <laughs> say sorry. Please don't say sorry. Just cry all the tears you need to cry. Um, so I wanted to really cherish those moments. And I felt that we needed to process everything as well um, together. Yeah. Um, and I, we were actually quite thankful for that or, um, because we like that um, from when we were told to when I could have my DNC procedure. It was I think it was nearly 10 days. Um, and for the first five days, I I, I couldn't speak to anybody. Mm. I I couldn't really get my head around the yeah. fact that I was still carrying the baby, that I was it's still feeling, yeah, yeah um, really that is. I was still feeling so pregnant, yeah. um, to the point where I thought my body had started to, my mind had started to persuade me that the baby was still alive. Yeah. Um. So, but then after you know then. Then after those kind of five days, I kind of started coming around and I was thinking, God, I still have the baby with me. You know, yeah. we d- we don't know the sex of the baby, but I yeah. always say it was a she. So, you know, the night before I went to have my procedure, we kind of um, I did a little kind of had a little chat with her. Yeah. And yeah. And, you know, we myself and Dara kind of snuggled up that evening yeah. and, uh, you know, I was saying like this is our last yeah. night with her now. It's so hard. Um, and. The next day, I I just felt really at peace mm. and I was able to, you know, just walk into just, the hospital yeah. and do what I had to do. Yeah. Because with my first pregnancy loss, um, it was an ectopic pregnancy and everything yeah. was such an emergency yeah. that because I nearly died, yeah. the, the the focus was on me. So everyone very quickly forgot that I was pregnant. Yeah. And it was very fast and intense. Yeah, and everyone was just yeah. like, oh, you're alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. But me and the baby, yeah. what about the baby? Oh. But and people aren't trying to be unkind or anything. But, no, but it was so serious. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it really was. Um. So, sorry, I interrupted you there. It's okay. The process. So you. Yeah, you... so um, we were brought in like nearly two weeks later um, and I was going to deliver the baby. I was going to, we, I was induced. Um. So we were brought in on the Saturday after um, for an overnight stay. Okay. And um, like, again, the nurses were amazing. They like they were constantly in touch saying, you know, we don't have a bed available yet. We want you to obviously have a private room and um, we'll call you when the bed is ready type thing. So we're kind of sitting around and waiting and it was about three o'clock. They called us to go in in the day. Yeah, about three o'clock in the afternoon. And um, so we went in and there was a lot of waiting around, like initially which was quite funny, actually. They they brought us to this, like, massive room with, like, seven beds. And okay. I just remember feeling so bad. I was like, am I taking, like, seven beds from women? But it was, it was like, I don't know, it was just, like, an old part of the hospital. But, like, it just felt like I, we were in the 80s or something. Okay. <laughs> but we were right on Parnell Street as well. So you could just hear people shouting outside. It was pretty <laughs> hilarious, um, which was kind of needed. And then they eventually brought us into, like, a, a private room where it was, like, our little hotel room for the night it was it was pretty nice um, and there was no problem with Christy coming in with you no no okay. which was amazing I was so lucky yeah. I really was um, they there was no like they weren't hesitating in that sense at all he was just allowed to come in he was allowed to spend the night and they they were tell like they told because he wasn't really sure because of the circumstances but yeah. they're like no absolutely you can stay 
So I, I wouldn't have been I don't know what I would have done if he wasn't there, to be honest. Because you obviously went through all the scans yeah. by yourself. All the scans by myself, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, which was awful. Like any time just get like binding the strength to get my legs to work to walk through those doors on my own. Yeah. Was always so hard. I like the I still like this walking up the stairs. I always took the stairs. Um but I always knew when I went in the midwives that I was dealing with, I was they became kind of like family. Yeah. There was a three or four of them. I still have their card. She's like, you can call me whenever. It's <laughs> like have a little chat. Um, but yeah, he wasn't able to come into any of the scans, but he was for the overnight stay, which was yeah. really, really important. Because I'm starting now to have flashbacks from really? being alone. So I, I didn't really think about it, you know. Yeah, I, I'd say that's... Like, to be honest... Uh, our scan was at the very beginning of lockdown yeah. and you know the country I'm sure yeah, the government yeah. didn't know what was going to happen and and I totally under, I understood that yeah. um, that was the way it had to be so as you said you just you, you know I, I was listening to these positive affirmations I was trying to do a bit of meditation yeah. in the in the waiting room I, I was do, doing anything I could I was the same with like there's certain songs that I can't even listen to now yeah. because I they were like my Find, finding strength songs yeah, like yeah. can't listen to Enya anymore sorry Enya oh Enya don't worry she's a billionaire she'll be grand um, but from from um, hearing people's stories now about how, how alone they were I can't even imagine yeah and I think it's just triggered something in yeah. me so I find that I'm I'm just de- starting to deal with that now yeah, so, and I think it's that'll be a process in itself yeah. like the PTSD that so many women are going to find themselves in because they didn't have any like partner dealer yeah. or anything to support them. It's yeah, exactly. Like oh, I can't. Like it angers me so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a testament to I suppose the both of us yeah. that we're here and we're yeah in, and we're talking intact yeah. in yeah. some yeah. in some, <laughs> some kind of way. Sound together a little bit, but we're, we're yeah. Here. <laughs> I uh, I was in with my counselor on Tuesday, and I was going through this with her, and I was just crying, and uh, she was like, "It's okay." Yeah, I was like, I know, I know, but I'm strong. I'm meant to be really strong. Yeah. She's like, no, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Um, crying is strength as well. That's it. Um, so the overnight so we stay. To, yeah, yeah, we went in for the overnight stay, and they there was massive delays. Um, they brought me in the Saturday as well because it's supposed to be a, more of a quiet day. But it obviously, wasn't that day, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. A, we were there for I think it was like six hours, just getting fed, which was pretty nice but yeah. um, they started to induce me at about 9pm and can I ask you had they told you what to expect no no not I don't know like in hindsight would that have helped but no I didn't know what to expect and it was like the most difficult moment of my entire life I can't even like again it's hard to put into words so I'll try and do it as, as good as possible yeah. but um, yeah like I didn't know what to expect and uh, initially so we were kind of relaxing um, just like Christy was watching a movie and like all of a sudden I just started to feel like I had a fever like I, I, lit- I had the shakes like you had to get the nurse he's like is this normal because I was like like literally in a second was just like oh like I have a fever I felt, felt like I had a fever yeah. and I, I ended up really sick um, like puking and everything and um yeah, like I was, I was in a lot of pain as well, um, just as it started and it like, I don't know like why I thought it was just going to be really quick, but it, like it wasn't at all. Um, 
it went on for hours um and it was just like in the middle of the night like walking around this room like when I am just I always like when I think of that like I was there were certain songs that just like my my strength songs I was kind of singing them in my head I felt really connected to like all the females in my life probably finding strength from them all who, like any of them who've been in that situation before as well yeah. but I just remember feeling really connected to like the, all the females Um, obviously Christy was in the room as well he was phenomenal he was just like because I suppose for him like, just there's nothing he could have done but he was just kind of co- like coaching me through it and you know relax and give me all the right words and give me all the strength that he could um, which was really helpful Um, but then yeah so like I delivered him then I think it was close to 5 a.m. It was about half four, which I remember being a little bit kind of annoyed by because if we hadn't been delayed so much, he wouldn't have been born, delivered on Father's Day. Mm. You know, I was like, God, like (laughs) just another part of the story. But it was the hardest moment of my life. I'll never forget just the silence of the room. I always like birth should always be about life. And I was in this situation where it was actually the opposite of that. And it was just the, the the silence in the room was like it could cut me in through too, to be honest. Like it was I can't even describe it. Like just that moment of how it just how like upsetting it was, do you know. And how the opposite of you think your experience is going to yeah, be. Yeah, a hundred percent. But just yeah, I, I it was we got through it and um we had the the midwife had asked us if we wanted to meet him after and initially I was like oh I don't know if I like we hadn't really talked about it but yeah. I felt like after being going through what we did that it, you know it felt really right to to have that moment and I was really glad that we did um for me um like you said where you found peace that was a huge like amount of peace for me yeah as like I try and remember that moment as much as possible I don't want to forget him and his little face he was just so cute and so tiny he would have been he was 17 weeks um and we we call him our little sweet pea (laughs) um but yeah it's it will take uh, probably take my whole life to really understand it to be honest yeah I mean I think there's one thing having a miscarriage that's traumatic enough but I think to give birth to your tiny mm. baby who you wanted so much yeah, so loved yeah. yeah Um, I can't I know we've spoken about it before I just think about that that silence that you talk yeah. about so yeah. much Um, the silence is deafening in itself yeah if that makes sense yeah 100% yeah, it, yeah. it's not it's not how it was supposed to be but it's how it was yeah Um, and it's it's kind of part of our story now and I like I want to share it because I want I want everyone to be able to talk about it. It's to these moments and the sadness is actually brought out of love. Like all of the sadness that you feel is for love. Like it's yeah. there's a, a quote that I really like and it's it, it says grief, uh, grief doesn't last forever, but love does. And I love that because yeah. it's it's so true. Yeah. And that, that's another thing I I. I, as strange as it sounds, I, I don't know if I would swap having miscarriages for not, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I just think 
especially now that I, I think my first miscarriage was different. I yeah. wasn't able. I just didn't. I, I didn't really face that yeah. one and I just kept moving. But with this one, I've just been able to meet so many women, yeah. discuss yeah. it and um, kind of form this little club. Yeah. Um, and and as you said, let in all that love. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can all talk and heal and talking is healing yeah you know the more I talk about it the more I heal and we should always talk about it because this is who we are and our babies deserve to have their story told exactly yeah um I you know anytime I put anything up about miscarriage on on social media I Mm. always get messages flooding in from people Um, and the amount of people that have never spoken about it before yeah same is just it's it's, phenomenal because I feel like the women who lost babies under 12 weeks uh, like many of them haven't actually told anyone they're like that they were pregnant and they don't yeah. feel that it's valid to tell which is like it, of course it's valid do you know that was a baby that you wanted so bad I do you know I don't like I don't know I don't feel like should we wait 12 weeks yeah I think there's that weird I don't know what the the science or the reasoning yeah. behind it is, but somebody told me it was a it's a Catholic church yeah, thing. Yeah, I think yeah because oh, don't tell anyone before twelve it's weeks. The brush it under the carpet type. Yeah, thing. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, because we told everyone the second yeah. we found out. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if I'd wait again to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's, and I'm glad we did because I'm glad that I you could just that. say to my my family, look, this has happened. Yeah. And then shut them out for five days. Yeah, <laughs> that's needed. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you were saying that you did the same. You kind of took a little break um, before before you delivered them. The what do you mean? That you you it was just yourself and Christy and Zelda kind of at home. Oh, sorry. Yes, I was thinking in the hospital. Um, but yeah, we took like probably it was really two weeks. I didn't see anyone until after we came out of hospital, and um, we'd just the kindness and the love from our f- family and friends like it people leaving lasagnas on our, at our doorstep for friends um we have the the rings as the camera so they want to oh, be yeah. seen dropping out food <laughs> so they were like hanging uh food from trees out the front and everything <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant um it was just yeah the kindness was phenomenal yeah i um i found the kindness a bit overwhelming uh, yeah um, and the same with dara you know um so same kind of thing. There was flowers. Jesus, I've never seen so many flowers in my life. And Dara walked into the room. He was just like, it's like a, it's like a funeral parlor in here. Um, I and always then, loved when they arrived because they're all so like beautiful. And it's, you know, it's people letting you know that they're thinking of you. And they always arrived so bright and beautiful. But like I said, my world is black and white. And then these flowers would arrive. They'd be just so beautiful. I'd be like so overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Um, but yeah lovely sunflowers and, and they're great until you have to throw them away oh no <laughs> like why <laughs> yeah uh, I was like to Dara, just keep them all down low yeah. so I can't see them get, um, get some fake flowers that's <laughs> it die. yeah and you know Dara said to me I was like I don't know because I was getting a bit angry with all everything arriving because every time something arrived it reminded it just yeah, put me yeah, back into course, that position yeah, and every yeah. text message I got yeah. just it makes put, it real I think yeah exactly I think like even after we had our news like you process it together and you understand it together and then like people start to find out and the messages start to come through and it just it's so overwhelming that you're kind of like oh my god this is actually happening and I think that's why talking is healing because the more you talk about it the more it becomes like you understand it a little bit more and you, you learn to feel it and it's okay to feel those emotions like we shouldn't run away from the emotions we should 
feel them and and like have those sit with them and, yeah. and grieve because like we we really need to. I just for those first five days, I was afraid that somebody was going to tell me how I should feel. Yeah. You know, it was only ten weeks. Or, yeah. Um. Or and I just I just couldn't be uh, held responsible for what for I would say saying. if somebody said <laughs> yeah. that to me. Yeah. Um. And so I would yeah I was getting quite angry with all the messages only because we might have two days of. You know, I remember a message came in from my Uncle John and he, he said to Dara, Dara told me later, he said, how's everything today? And Dara said, we had a good day. Um, Siobhan let out a few laughs. And <laughs> then uh, flowers arrive and you're like, oh, my God, I'm all devastated <laughs> yeah. all over again. And what Dara said to me was like, he's he said, I can handle our sorrow yeah. and our are upset I just can't take everybody else's, else's yeah. on no well that's that's really difficult to do like you're trying to grieve yourself and like I don't think people expect to get a, it's such an upsetting situation for everyone yeah. because it was an excitement for all the like to all your family and friends so I think it's definitely sometimes you just need set up boundaries like that like so you cut everyone off for whatever five or six days or whatever you needed yeah. to and we were the same like for my two weeks I watched um, the the Housewives of Beverly Hills. I oh think, yeah, or one of them, <laughs> which I can never watch again. Like someone was telling me about New York, I was like, nope, nope, That's can't it. go back Doesn't there. Doesn't exist in my life. It now. just reminds me of a really dark. But it was like what I needed during that dark time. But it just it's like the songs, and it's it's actually really sad because I actually really like Enya. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of got me into the right mindset for the hospital. Okay. But I tried to listen to it recently and I just got really upset. Yeah, <laughs> we were watching uh, Shit's Creek at the time. Oh, really? I and love that. I love it so much. I love it. But they won all those Emmy Awards the other night. I didn't see. Yeah, they swept the board. Oh, of course. And I'm not joking you. I've watched their acceptance speeches so many times and I'm ball. Really? I ball. Like, <laughs> the connection. I think that's yeah, what I was, yeah. I was thinking. I was like, what is wrong with me? But I think it's because it, that actually brings me back to a really happy time because as you said, we were in that bubble yeah. and that's all we were doing. And like, we were so safe. More shit's creep, yeah. more shit's creep. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember Chrissy just coming in and be like, are you still watching that? And it's just like, yeah, I'm on like episode 500 now. But it was, you just, you need that sort of yeah. like car crash TV stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, um, I have just started being able to listen to music again. Really? Yeah, I couldn't. I, oh, I couldn't all? listen. No, I just found it really yeah. difficult. Um, So I was just listening to podcasts, yeah. um, watching Shit's Creek, watching The American Office. Oh, I haven't watched that actually. Oh my God. <laughs> I should watch it. Oh, it's so I've just got back onto Come Dime with me. So after that, <laughs> and four in a bed. Have you watched four in no. a bed? What's okay. wrong with everybody? <laughs> it's like um, it's like Come Dime with me, but on speed, and oh they God. all go and stay in <laughs> each other. Probably they all go and stay in each other's um, B and Bs. Oh, is it in Australia? No. Oh, there's something else like that. Then that's in Australia. Incredible. <laughs> Amy, I want to ask you, um, why why do you call him Sweet Pea? We call him Sweet Pea because when I was pregnant, you know, the app that gives you the size yeah. um, of the baby. And one of them was, I think it's the second was Sweet Pea. And it kind of just stuck. Like we found out when I was like a poppy seed. Like that's how early we found out. Okay. Um, but Sweet Pea, I was just stuck. And funny enough, um, I was, because I want to get a tattoo of a Sweet Pea flower. And I was looking up the meaning of Sweet Pea. And it, it actually means, like there's a meaning in it of goodbye. Okay. Which I just think is insane. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was sending yeah. it to Christy and my mom and everyone. I was like, oh, my God, like, 
what are the odds? And it's actually a beautiful flower. It's purple and um, yes, I definitely want a tattoo of Sweet Pea. Nice. Um, how is Christy coping? He's good. Um, you know, as good as he can, like myself. Um, I think our relationship is like we've we've reached a level we never even knew. I feel yeah. like we're just so together with everything. Sometimes you just like you look over at each other and smile or wink, and um, we just going to hold each other up, especially in the early days. Um, you know, he was kind of in survival mode for me, yeah. and I think for and like I think even for men who go through any any like up till when the baby's born like it's different for them to be like they're very separated from it because we're obviously grown the baby's in our tummy um but I think when they brought our little CP in like it was the it was a really pivotal moment for him that yeah it was just really upsetting but I suppose it would have become really real for him then it was that was the moment where like and it's it's quite shocking as well like I mean you don't ever think that you're gonna be in that situation and see your little baby um asleep at 17 weeks you know it was fully formed and he was he actually looked really like Christy which was yeah he was gorgeous (laughs) which was yeah it was kind of like we we never mentioned it in that moment I think we were just kind of coping and it was only like a couple of days later that he said it to me and I was like oh my god like there's a photo of you and your kid and I, that's the photo I thought of and so I was trying to remember that because I don't want to forget that moment it's no. it's really special yeah and like I'm glad that we had that and for me that's I think I, why I found so much peace like our little baby was not in pain or anything like that he's he's at peace and yeah. he's with us forever now and like his future siblings will know all about him as well mm. um and what are you doing now to keep well and keep positive and keep moving? Because it's, I know that it's it's so easy just to fall apart. Mm. Um, but you seem to be, and tell me if I'm wrong, like a tower of strength. Um, and you've really put yourself into kind of the healing, yeah. the healing process. Because a lot of people can't, as, I, yeah. as I've said already, yeah. I didn't deal with my yeah. first pregnancy loss for two years three years until I was uh, with the doctor asking her to put me on very strong tablets so that I would feel better Um, so what are you doing to to cope now like I think for me I kind of just immersed myself in it all Um, from early on I have like a couple of there's a really phenomenal I think she's absolutely phenomenal Um, Zoe we must link her Zoe Coates something I think it is and she has a book called Saying Goodbye and I actually downloaded that to my Kindle like really early on like before I went into hospital Um, obviously after we got the news um, but before I went in um, to deliver Um, but she she just kind of carries you through it and I found that really helpful so she has like her first book Saying Goodbye is it's kind of like it's nearly like a guide so like I think day one it's like a diary sort of book so day one is literally just sit and cry like that's all you have to do is sit and cry and she has a quote and she has like just yeah something to do for that day and it kind of goes through and it might be like write a poem or listen to a song Um, I can't say I've done everything but just some of it just is really like I feel like really connected and like that's exactly how I thought Um, so it feels really nice to kind of know that like you're not going crazy that this is kind of how everyone feels or 
Um, I know like we all have our own journeys, obviously, but a lot of what she said really resonated with me and how I was feeling. And then she also has the baby loss guide, um, which is her second book. And that's very much a journal. Um, and I found that really helpful. I'm um, still not even finished them. I kind of just read like one page every day. So like books, definitely we did the baby loss group together, which I did. That was quite early on, but I kind of just went for it with yeah, you. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, because uh, I had texted. Was that eight weeks? I can't even I remember. think it might have been like. I think it was only eight weeks after. It was it was pretty eight or ten weeks it after. It was maybe. very early because I had texted you and yeah. said, "Look, I'm going to <laughs> yeah. do this. There's absolutely no pressure." Yeah. You're like, "No, yeah, no, I'm coming. Where, yeah. where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah. Put my and name then I down." Ended up talking and I was like, "I'm not even going to say my name." And then it was like, oh, "What's your name?" And then I was just like, "Okay, I'm I'm here. I'm doing it, and yeah. I'll tell my story as best I can." Um, true. I was so emotional at that baby loss group, but I just that was so healing for me. Like talking, I know it's not for everyone, but for me, talking is is healing. So the baby loss group was amazing to really connect with women who have gone through. Yeah. So I'll journeys. just explain a little bit. We went um, as Amy said very early on. Um, we did a miscarriage group with Shirani, and I will link um Shirani uh, to our social media afterwards also. And it is just really a really safe space where you can talk about your experience or you you don't have to talk. You can just sit there and listen. And what really struck me was the women who didn't feel like they could talk because they hadn't told anyone. Yeah. I know there was one woman there who hadn't um, hadn't told anyone and it was 10 years ago and she yeah. was still holding on yeah. to that. Um, and that, that was, was phenomenal. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why I thought this podcast would be so important so that yeah. there was a safe space where people could come and just go, look, this yeah, is the way it's it is. really relevant. Like yeah. And, you know, even when I talk to people online, they don't know really what they should be doing with themselves because uh, society says you should look, just move on just with your life. With it. Yeah. it happens. Yeah. One in four. You'll yeah. be grand. You know, yeah. uh, women have been going through it for generations. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's not there's, no. it's, there's so many layers. And I, I spoke to somebody um, this week who had post-traumatic stress from her miscarriage two years ago. And I don't think it's good enough at, anymore that you haven't got somewhere where no, you can bring no this safe grief. space like that. That group was such a safe space. And like you said, like just women who've never been able to speak and tell their stories just to be able to freely talk and with no judgment or just tell their story like yeah. it's so important that we have a safe space um so the baby loss or the yeah the baby loss group was really he helpful and um i do meditation every every day and i find that amazing i actually feel when i don't meditate i i'm a bit lost in my day um, okay. so i feel like i start the day with meditation sometimes i end the day with meditation depending on how stressful work has been but yeah i find med meditation really grounds me and just gives me that time to breathe because like I suppose like for me everyone has their own kind of the follow on of like how they're dealing with grief for me I find that there's some days I I don't feel like I'm fully in the room like okay. so I'm a bit like just like floating somewhere yeah <laughs> but um yeah like I've kind of got like brain fog or find it really hard to concentrate so I think that's like kind of like the side effects some of the side effects I've had that I've noticed so I find meditating just kind of brings me back uh, like to grounds me basically and I just make lists every day as well okay. not like OCD style or anything like that but just make my list just to like tick them off at least if I know like you know even put like you put on your list like do the washing yeah. like you know do the shopping whatever like just basic things at least I know if I do that that I'm doing okay you know I'm 
I'm getting through. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely find like some days that I'm like, don't really don't know. If, I'm not really fully there like, yeah. in the room. So I find meditating really helps. Yeah. But as we as we already said, it's so recent that this happened. Yeah, um, it is. It really is. So if you were still falling apart, that would be OK, too. Yeah. And like I have my moments like I what was I doing. I just felt really upset yesterday, just randomly. Yeah. And just just like had a little cry. So like it, it could be any it could be a song. It could be like a feeling like there was a, a few weeks back. We went to like the big Tesco and we got back into the car and I got really upset. And Chris was like, you, oh, my God, are you OK? And I was like, well, the last time I was in there, I was pregnant and yeah. now I'm not. So it's those feelings. I felt like when I was pregnant, I was just like the world was rainbows and colorful. And I'm still trying to get that color back. It's yeah. not fully back, but we're more kind of pastel now. OK, pastel's <laughs> but, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of working on that. Yeah. Um, is there anything you wish you had known before? going into this before the whole thing happened I think like I suppose for me I think it's what I yeah what I didn't know like I've, I felt kind of robbed of my innocence in a way that when like we do get pregnant again that it will never be so pure it will always yeah. be that kind of like what if or like there will always be that worry and I feel like when we did get pregnant initially I was like this is we're gonna like this is gonna work out and it's gonna be amazing and I just felt like I, I just feel I know too much now okay because of what we've been through yeah. I feel like I can't be it's not I've lost my innocence would be the the simple way to yeah. put it yeah. yeah um I swore that after I lost the first baby that I would never take it for granted again yeah Sure, went into the yeah. second pregnancy, and sure, she was already enrolled in school and yeah. uh, everything else. I, I had, you know, I had Christmas planned. I knew yeah. that she was going to be here on the twenty fourth in yeah. around twenty fourth of November. So if we flew to see my family in Spain, that she'd be a month. And you know, you just feel, I, I just feel felt a bit of shame with that because I just thought, why did you let yourself get into that headspace yeah, again? Well, I think there's something to be said to be able to feel like that yeah that you like that's the pureness of it like it's it's such a beautiful thing and yeah I just I don't know I just feel like it's it's always going to be changed I don't know if you'll feel like that again like yeah. would you feel like that again if you I thought that I actually thought after this experience I wasn't sure if I wanted to get pregnant again really? and if I wanted to put myself through this because I'm somebody who takes I'm super sensitive anyway. Yeah. And something like this um really takes its toll on me. Mm. Um and just understand all Yeah, and I don't mean more than others because I I don't know what everybody's going through, but um just for me, I just thought if this happens again, I'm not sure that I would be able to handle it. Yeah. But actually, well, I, I think now I'm feeling will. better. Yeah, I think you will. Yeah, <laughs> it's really odd. Yeah. You know, I, I hadn't even said it to Dara, but and, and then I was like, right, I better, I better bring this up, you know, <laughs> it's quite important. Yeah. But now I'm feeling like I'm coming out of the fog. Yeah. And that it will, as you said, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be yeah. all rainbows and skipping and yeah. um, that kind of thing. But I'm hopeful for the future. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. I, I don't want, I don't want it to, to take away like, the the happy obviously like 
when we do go again like there will be there like there has to be some form of anxiety there like the, the nurses all even said that to me but I think yeah like it wouldn't be enough to make me not want to try yeah yeah you know my my anxiety um manifested so so after you know after we had the uh dnc and i felt okay and i went back to work and i was doing normal things and it was we we are doing up our house and it was just one day i was painting the staircase in our house and my laptop was in the kitchen. Your lovely yellow staircase. Yes. <laughs> and I was doing this crazy thing of painting two steps, legging it in, checking my email, sending 20 emails, running back, painting the steps. <laughs> and In fast forward. Yeah, I was like having yeah. like heart palpitations. And I just, I kind of caught myself and I thought, oh, you're not okay. It's a side effect of trauma. Like yeah. we've been through trauma. And that's something that I've kind of been looking into as well. It's the, like the procrastination, the brain fog, the kind of like overly like you know some people might do it like overly clean their house or trying to make everything perfect yeah. because you had this moment of things not being so perfect so I'm going to make my life really perfect but yeah. till we haven't healed yet and that, yeah. I think it's definitely a side effect of trauma yeah and I also my anxiety manifested that and it's getting a little bit better but I can't walk the dog Mm, because yeah, I find it hard to, to let Zelda off the lead uh, yeah so initially yeah. I couldn't I just I, I had to force myself out of the house to walk or Maggie around the block because I I was just thinking something bad is going to happen yeah. like we've had it for 10 years yeah. <laughs> and she has gone for many Alsatians and they're usually like oh god this <laughs> tiny dog but I just I would walk around the block and I would be crying on my way around. Yeah. Because. Just like walk. Would you have her on the lead? I'd have her on the lead yeah. on my own. And I was trying to be brave. I was like, Sean, you're being absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Just walk your dog. You, you do it every day. Um, It's that slowly getting better. And yeah, I don't good. think that a massive bear is going to yeah. come out of every door <laughs> that I pass um, to do eat her. Worry. I think like you put so much. Like, like I said, the dogs are they're the best friends you can have during any loss but uh, you do like Zelda we, we brought her to the vet and I can't remember what was wrong with her but they gave her this medication and I think it was just too strong for her because obviously she's not a big dog either and she started acting really weird and like she was jumping on the sofa jumping down I think she was just really stoned from whatever they gave her <laughs> but I was just like oh my god she's she's gonna die what have yeah. we given her she's like just panicking and it was like oh we should ring the emergency vet and Chris is like we don't need to ring the emergency yeah. vet like oh god yeah so I I don't bring the dog to the park anymore to let her off the lead <laughs> and sometimes Dara sends me photos and she's with massive like I don't even know what kind of bloody <laughs> breed dog they life. are <laughs> having the best time for yeah. life and I'm so sad that I'm missing out yeah. on that but I just can't yet bring it's myself baby steps all the yeah way. exactly and I, I went to my counsellor and I just said uh, I'm um, I'm going crazy I was like I'm something is loose in my yeah. head I can't walk my dog yeah. she's like why would you think that you're going crazy? She's like, it's just a side effect yeah, of what's happened. Of course. And um, it's still so soon for you as well. Like, yeah. You know? and, and just I just put such pressure on myself to be OK. Just get back on track. Get back on yeah. track. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think that we are conditioned yeah, as women to yeah. um, to just feel like that's what we have to do. Yeah. You know, even us talking about the 12 week scan um it's you don't tell people because if something happens, you're not you're not able to make yeah. other people feel yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, and that kind of just like, yeah, you're not making them feel uncomfortable yet. Yeah, like you've gone through three months of 
possibly like a lot of morning sickness and uncomfortableness and now you've got the sadness of having a like a loss yeah and you're not able to tell anyone because yeah. you might make them feel uncomfortable exactly and you're sitting there and they're talking about work or whatever they're talking about and all you can think about is the sadness that you're yeah. feeling yeah um, and I think that brings a lot of shame onto women yeah 100% um, and for me what happened was that I Especially with my first pregnancy, I got so angry that I didn't know what was going on inside yeah. my body. Well, I only found out about your topic pregnancy from uh, from your situation. Yeah, that's like. it. Um, and <clears throat> no one taught me about a topic topic pregnancy. So you can't even say the word. <laughs> Nobody told me about that I might have a missed miscarriage. Never knew. Yeah. All I knew about miscarriage from when I was uh, in school was that if you have a miscarriage, you'll bleed. I've never bled on either of my pregnancies. Um. So That's I crazy. yeah. So I'm 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 just coming to terms with uh, letting myself off the hook a little bit for not knowing everything. Yeah, and unfortunately, you've had to go through those situations and learn yourself. Exactly. Is, yeah, yeah. But you're educating people now. Yeah, and as someone said to me, you can you can stay really angry about it, or you can do something with it. And yeah. I I hope that that's what I'm doing yeah, no, by doing is, this definitely, podcast. Definitely. Um, I wanted to ask you something. I have spoken to a number of women about this, so I just wanted to to see what your take on it was. Um, how did you feel about your body after your miscarriage? Um, great question. As someone, I suffered really bad with uh, body dysmorphia growing up. So, um, technically, I should be someone who would have been angry at my body but actually you know I I'm very very proud of my body and what I what it's been through and you know I yeah I'm actually really really proud of myself um for you know the changes I've actually like I accepted the changes a lot like I loved being pregnant and I loved all the changes that were happening and because I was quite far along it took obviously like even coming out of hospital I still had all the signs of being pregnant and initially that was quite hard I still had a little bump which mm. was really I found that really sad because like I loved being pregnant and I love have, having the little baby in there and but I saw the bump but he wasn't there yeah so I found that really hard like sometimes at night I just kind of lie there and hold my tummy um but no like I I am really I'm proud of like everything that my body has been through from grown a baby up to 17 weeks and then just getting it back to normal I've really just been taking it easy like as someone who trains a lot and spends a lot of time in the gym like I haven't rushed back okay um getting there slowly I've kind of been going back one day a week or two days a week here and there but it's kind of enough for like the other tools that I have like for me right now is getting my head strong um, and my body will follow then so yeah. it's that's what I'm really working on like building my mindset and doing the meditation doing the yoga and I will get back to the gym because it is a, it's part of who I am of course you know, I love my training but I just I'll do it slowly yeah but now I am I'm super proud of my body because I kind of did it backwards um I didn't suffer with body dysmorphia but I always struggled with my weight you know it's kind of a size eight and a size 16 and um to, I want we we had thought that we were going to start IVF before I got pregnant naturally yeah, this time yeah so I had been um doing a lot of exercise I was eating um really healthy 
probably probably a little bit too strict. Okay. So when I came out of the hospital, I think I went into the hospital on a Thursday, came out the Thursday evening and I started back into that regime on the Monday. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, wow. I was just like, I'm fine. I'm going to just do this. Oh, wow. And um, because I was trying to prove to myself that look, look what I can do. Yeah. I can start straight back yeah. on this regime. Um, but now I, I've started exercising just like I only got on my back on my bike for the first time today after six months. Well I felt so good after yeah, it. You do. Yeah. It's and I've what I've started trying to do is every morning I do 15 minutes of pos- positive affirmations. Amazing. And yeah, I love them. It has had such an effect on me. Do you do like a 21 day? I or, did 21 yeah. days and then I took two days off and I was like, I'm doing this again. Yeah, I do this. Like I do that and the manifestations as well. I love. Yeah. I must send you. I have a really good one that. I do every morning Um, that is just it's really powerful but the affirmations like it works like they say do it for 21 days because you form a habit then yeah but it is I think in these moments it's so important because it is just reminding yourself like you are strong yeah you are amazing like it's just you can, you can forget that sometimes yeah and I, I never realised what how negative a voice I had to myself I was never very kind to myself Um, so it's only as I said, I did a little bit backwards. So it's only in the last few weeks that I've discovered these kind of tools. I always thought that if I was busy and if other people were happy yeah. around me, my family and my husband, then then I was happy. happy. But yeah. actually, I mean, I want my yeah. husband to be happy. He's, yeah. he's listening in the control room. <laughs> so, uh, um, <laughs> of course, and I want my family to be happy, but I just need to always think about, my cancer Yourself. always says to me, what do you need? Yeah, exactly. Um, it so, takes time to get there as well, though. Exactly. Um, so I think we will end on that very positive okay. note. Um, if you have any of those positive affirmations, please send them to I me will. and I will yeah. link um, everything on social yeah. media. Um, Amy, you are very positive online anyway. Where Thank can you. people find you? Um, mostly on Instagram. Um, okay. It's a little bit of me. Me is M-I. Brilliant. Yeah. Amy, thank you so much. And... I hope that the next few months and years and life. We got each other. (laughs) Yeah, brings you the happiness. And thank Thank you you. for being there for me. And I would not wish that you had 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 lost Sweet Pea. But for me and you to be going through it at the same time, it was such a comfort to me um, to know that I could just send a text or make a phone call. So thank you for that. I remember you reached out to me um, because I was a bit quiet and you knew. Yeah, I really (laughs) did. Yeah. So thank you for for recognizing that and reaching out to me when I didn't have the words to tell you what I was going through. But yeah. actually, we went through the same thing together. So thank yeah. you. Not at all. Yeah. Um, and give Zelda a big doggy kiss for me. <laughs> I will. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If you don't want to miss an episode, please like and subscribe. If you have any questions or would like to get in contact, find us across social media whose shame is it anyway or email us on whose shame is it anyway at gmail.com <laughs>